Welcome to another Be The Gift Connections. I'm Don Benjamin. And I'm Billy Jarvis. When you've worked in this world of transplantation as long as Don and I have, you often meet recipients, donor families, and the support system that become lifelong friends. I had the privilege of meeting Thompson Kowiak and Tennessee head coach Rick Barnes just after Tom's life-saving transplant. Tom and I became good friends, and we also became a support system for transplant recipients that are kind of going through this world of, of, of transplantation, some of the issues that they encounter. Both Tom and Coach Barnes have championed the need for transplantation, and we're privileged to have them on our Be The Connections. Welcome aboard, guys. Thanks for having us. So, Tom, tell me, when you, when you first got sick, how long did it actually take to get a correct kind of diagnosis? Well, I was living in mid-Michigan at the time, and uh, it wasn't a big, you know, a big city or a big area. And uh, I was initially diagnosed with uh, ulcerative colitis. And through the course of that diagnosis, they told me that there's something going on with your liver, but we really can't, we don't know what it is. We want to send you to the University of Michigan to their medical center. So I was sent there and uh, I had some tests done there. And that was when they diagnosed me with primary sclerosis and cholangitis, which is a liver disease that really doesn't have a treatment. Um, and, you know, your, your best hope ultimately as the, as the health of your liver declines is that you'll at some point need a liver transplant. Um, so it, it was, uh, you know, several months from when I was kind of, the, the doctors noticed there was something going on with my liver to, to the point where I was actually diagnosed with uh, PSC. Tom, tell us about uh, when, when they uh, gave you this news. Um, how did you react to it? What were your first thoughts? I, I remember, I can remember being in that room. I knew what the room looked like, what I felt like. Uh, I didn't really have a lot of words. Um, it was my dad and I and a good family friend of ours who was in the medical field and she kind of knew some of the questions to ask and things to consider that my dad and I would never even think about. You know, I was uh, 19 or 20 years old at the time and you feel like, you know, at that age you're invincible. You know, I was an athlete, uh, played sports. Um, and so to hear this news like, man, you've got this really serious disease and at some point, you, you know, your, your liver health is going to decline to the point where, you know, it's going to be a transplant or, or else. And uh, yeah, I can remember being in that room and just, you know, kind of feel like the world sort of, you know, collapsing on you and, you know, uh, but I will say that uh, I had a great support system. And in the years to come, uh, I lived a very normal life for many, many years. And it wasn't until probably, uh, you know, 2014, 2015, until I really started to feel, um, you know, like I was like I had some serious health problems. So, Tom, did they give you any you know, tips like, hey, how can we slow this disease down or, hey, we can treat it with this or, hey, you're, you can do your diet like this or just like basically it'll deteriorate and there's nothing we can do. Just live your life like you normally would. And when we get there, we get there. Right. Yeah. You know, they gave me some tips, obviously, about like diet and things. And obviously I was managing the PSC also with a, uh, you know, colitis diagnosis. And I had medications that helped to manage the colitis. Um, and you manage the two of those kind of on a parallel track in some ways. Um, but I think I had a, maybe one medication that helped the bile to flow a little better in my, in my liver, because with PSC, your bile ducts, which if you picture the root system of a tree, um, that's a good comparison to your bile ducts. And with PSC, those, uh, those bile ducts gradually constrict to where the bile can no longer flow. And so I believe I was on one medication that just maybe helped the bile to, to continue to flow 
uh, or help the bile flow more efficiently. Um, but really it was just, you know, I wasn't living an unhealthy lifestyle. And, and so I didn't have to change much other than maybe some dietary, you know, keeping a close eye on, on my diet. How long were you on the list? I was on the list for four years and maybe three or four months before I actually got my transplant. And that took place on October 18th, 2018 at Vanderbilt. So Tom, what, how did your health, how did the symptoms increase and, and how bad did it actually get? Well, you know, I kind of think of those years in terms of basketball seasons, because I was working uh, very closely with the University of Tennessee Athletics Department in the, bas the men's basketball program. And uh, so my kind of life was, you know, measured in basketball seasons. And in 2014, we made the NCAA tournament. Um, we went to the first four and we won, we advanced. And then we went to, I think, Raleigh, North Carolina for the next rounds after that. And you're going fast, they're long days, you're working hard. And, you know, I remember feeling really, really run down. I was very uh, jaundiced, I was itching. And this is a type of itching that no lotion can, you know, help to alleviate. Mm -hmm. uh, had very low energy. And I remember walking with one of our basketball players, Josh Richardson, and we were walking in the arena to do an interview. And uh, Josh looked at me and he said, man, your eyes are really yellow. And uh, totally an innocent comment. He didn't mean anything by it, but it really hurt me because I tried to kind of hide it, you know, and my job gave me a way, gave me something to focus on other than my health. It gave me something to do. I had a to-do list every day. Um, and I really felt like my job helped, you know, keep me alive and keep me healthy as healthy as can be during that time. But, uh, I do very much remember that, that tournament, um, you know, feeling very run down and, uh, and then another time that I really remember is in the uh, spring of 2018 when Tennessee won the men's uh, basketball SEC championship. I have a picture of my wife and I on the court the, after we beat Georgia holding a, a championship T-shirt. And, uh, and the picture kind of hurts me to look at it because I, I'm smiling in the picture, but I remember just feeling awful. And uh, after that season, I was probably my sickest. Um, you know, I, I, there was just really, really, really dark times um, in that spring of 2018. And like I mentioned, that fall was when I actually received my transplant. Coach Barnes, as uh, Tom said, he continued to work during this time. And I'm sure that you saw changes in his health. Could, could you talk a little bit about that time? Well, when I came to the University of Tennessee, um, I was at Dave Hart's house and uh, before actually the, the press conference and uh, he had brought in some of his associate ADs and different people, and we were sitting there, and uh, he said, we have a great, you'll have a great sports information director and Tom Sakoviak, but he's going through some uh, health issues right now. And he said, we're going to tell you about it, but he wants to be the one to tell you. And so I think maybe the next day we did the press conference, and then maybe the day after that, uh, Tom came in, and I, I remember he had a boot on, and uh, he walked in, and sit down and he started going through, you know, his, his, uh, health issues and what was going on. And after he said that to me, I said, the first thing I said to him was, do you ever think about dying? And he said, uh, I do. And I said, well, if you did, would you go to heaven or hell? And we got into a really a talk. And I think from that talk, you know, he's, he's become one of my most favorite people and, and a person I truly love. And, uh, he, as time went on, yeah, you could tell it, but you know what? He was so courageous in the fact that, 
you know, he just didn't want anybody to feel sorry for him. He didn't want anybody to, and some days he'd say, Hey, there's people out there that are a lot worse off than I am. And, mm-hmm. and it got to a point to where, you know, he, you know, he knew that he had to get sicker to be able to put himself wherever he would move up on the list there. And then I remember, uh, and then he was, you know, struggling with it, but he, believe me, he fought it as courageously as anybody could. And, and then uh, we were getting ready to go to the SEC uh, preseason uh, uh, down in down in Birmingham. Just you know, where they have the preseason, uh, all the coaches get together, and and uh, he gets that call that morning. And the funny part about it was he truly felt bad that he couldn't go, but he said, "I got to be in Nashville." You know, <laughs> I mean, he said, "Coach, I can't believe it happened on this day." And but obviously, it was a great day for all of us that, that love Tom and know him. And, and, you know, the players and everyone that's ever worked with Tom would tell you that he's a, he's a strong individual. Uh, he loves the Lord. And, and uh, he, never, he never showed, uh, like, woe is me. Uh, and like I said, I can hear him saying many times, you know, there's people that are, that, that are worse than me and they need it. But uh, I know, obviously, he was blessed and thankful to get that call and then I remember uh, after we got back from uh, the uh, preseason media day a couple of us flew over and you know, he had had his surgery and I walked in and he was you know still post recovery and uh, didn't know I don't even think well he didn't know we were there but uh, we just all wanted to be there with him because how much he means to us. Well, Tom, as you and I have gotten to really know each other these past few years, we're similar in lots of ways. We're, we both don't like people knowing we're not well. We both don't like asking for help. But when you go through this thing that you know you may die, right, you really need a support system. And, you know, who was there and who was your support through, especially those tough days at the end? Who did you, who did you kind of lean on? Well, I got to start with my wife, Brooke. She's a nurse anesthetist and having someone with her medical knowledge um, walking through that journey with me all those years. Um, you know, I had wonderful doctors at Vanderbilt and I think the world of, uh, of the care that I got there, like I was just, it was, you know, God put me with the right people for sure that, uh, you know, were kind of guardian angels on my health journey. But Brooke, my wife, she knew the questions to ask. She knew, you know, uh, things to consider that I would never even fathom. And so she was, uh, you know, crucial and instrumental. And, you know, Coach Barnes just talked about one of our very first one-on-one meetings when he, he asked me that question, you know, if you, if you died, you know, do you think you'd, you'd go to heaven or hell? And at that time, I did not know the Lord. I grew up Catholic and, um, you know, went to church. But when I came to Tennessee to go to school at UT, um, you know, I, there, I, I was no longer, you know, at home and had had to go to church. So I just didn't. And I drifted away from my from my faith. And uh, coach really sparked that. Uh, coach Barnes sparked that in me. Um, he was kind of my Philip. And, uh, you know, he continually just poured into me, gave me things to read, videos to watch. Um, great, great discussion and things to think about. And uh, it wasn't long after that uh, discussion that he was talking about that I was actually baptized and accepted Christ. And that completely changed everything um, because you go from kind of feeling like you're treading water to feeling like, hey, I can endure this. 
and uh, you know the ending is already is already determined, and so uh, something good's going to come of this, you know, to glorify the Lord. Whether it's me being here to tell the story, or um, you know, somehow it's going to it's going to glorify Him. And so, you know, I mentioned my wife, I mentioned my faith, and Coach Barnes was instrumental in that. But also just having that work family and the people in my office at work, the basketball program. Um, everybody's journey is different. I can only talk about my journey, but I always felt like if I stepped away from work and if I stopped working, that was basically like putting one foot in the grave. And uh, like I said, it gave me a distraction. It gave me something to focus on every single day, something to work toward. And uh, all of those things combined, man, they, they helped me uh, get through. And, you know, I'm in a wonderful, wonderful spot now and just incredibly blessed. You know, uh, we talk about transplants. We say they're life-saving but your story is a good example of how it's life-changing in other areas of your life, these challenges and how, um, you know, they affect your, um, not only your physical, but your spiritual life. Uh, Tom, I'd like for you to share with us maybe your emotions when you got that call that a match had been found for you. Yeah, again, it goes back to another point where I remember I was in my office at the university and uh, I remember, you know, getting the call and they said, hey, we've got, uh, we've got an organ for you. And, uh, they told me a little bit about it and I had some questions. Uh, it was considered a high risk organ at the time. And, uh, I had a particular liver specialist, Dr. David Rayford at Vanderbilt that I had been with on this journey for about 12 years. And, uh, obviously when you get that call, it's someone with the transplant team, but it's not Dr. Rayford. And, uh, I, I did say, you know, I would love to, to talk to Dr. Rayford and, and get a little bit of guidance from him. And uh, I was fortunate to be able to do that and, and, and had some questions for him. And, uh, you know, at that point, when you know you're competitive and you know you're high on the list, you've got a bag packed, you've got a plan. And we had all of that in place. And so I remember, you know, I, I hung up with Dr. Rayford. I immediately called my wife and I said, I just got the call. And uh, I said, I'm about to head home. And she said, I'll head home, too, because um, you've got, you know, you're expected to be at the transplant center within six hours of getting that call. So, uh I headed, I headed home, Brooke headed home. Uh, we had the bag packed. We got uh, a plan for how our dog was gonna be cared for while we were away, because we knew we'd be in Nashville for about a month at least. And uh, my next call I think was to my dad. And uh, then my next call was to Coach Barnes. And that's when I told him, hey, I'm not gonna be able to go with you to SEC Basketball Media Days. Um, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it because it was just, it was a great day, uh, an emotional, powerful day. Awesome. Coach, how did you feel when you got when you got the call that Tom finally got the, you know, he's going to live and be okay? Well, I actually said, I said, you got your priorities in order here. You're going to really blow off media day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we were all. I remember when we left on the plane going there, and again, it was people that he had worked with and in his office daily, and we're all just so excited because you know what? And then I remember we're all telling stories about Tom and about you know just how. I keep using the word courageous because he absolutely did not want anybody to treat him different. Uh, and whether it was him saying he was, you know, hiding the way he felt at days. I mean, we obviously knew there was days he came in and, and you could tell he didn't feel well, but he never, ever looked for any kind of self-pity with it. He just wanted us to, and he's talked about it, just say, I'm going to do my job. And if I can, I'll, I'll have somebody step in. But while he was telling the story, I, my mind flashed back to when he was uh, finally home and I'm not sure how many weeks after the surgery it happened and our players were laying on the floor in Thompson Bowling Arena, you through city center now and they were stretching 
And all at once he came in on the far end of the court. And I can remember Josiah James yelling, uh, saw him, and they, every player popped up like a jack in the box and took off. And Brooke was having to guard Tom because they, they don't, didn't realize that they couldn't just grab him and hug him. <coughs> Excuse me. But they, the whole team just raced down there. And that's how much he's he meant to our program and how much he, the relationship he has with every single player. And uh, I like to think that all those players at that time that went through that with him, uh, I know how much they appreciated him but uh, and how much he's loved. But the day that he walked in there, I think it was probably just showed one of the greatest gifts in life that you can give someone is, is, a, is when you donate an organ because uh, he was alive and well. And uh, I'm not sure without that today, Tom, if you would be here, but uh, I remember that was a great day of jubilation and, and celebration with us as a basketball family to see him walk in into the arena that day. Well, Tom, I, I've got to witness it, but tell uh, our viewers how, you know, how you're feeling today. I feel honestly like I'm in the best health of my life. Um, obviously, when you uh, wake up every day and you see that scar, uh, for me, it's a wonderful reminder of just the sacrifice. There's there's some donor and, and, and their family that I've never had a chance to meet or thank. Um, but you want to do all you can to honor them. And so I'm going to try to live, you know, the, the best, healthiest life that I can. And so um, I'm in the best shape of my life. I've, uh, I've since had also a colectomy. And so I no longer have colitis. I no longer have my liver disease. Um, you know, the Lord's just been so, so, uh, you know, the, the grace is unbelievable. And my life has changed so much. And uh, I, I sometimes feel like kind of in my 30s, I kind of, I kind of lost that era. I, I didn't, yeah. you know, I was there, but I didn't get to, to live it to the fullest. Um, but that's totally been flipped. And I feel like now my best days are ahead of me. And uh, yeah, I'm just so incredibly grateful. Coach, tell us um, the difference that you uh, saw in Tom post-transplant as those weeks as he recovered. <clears throat> well, again, I'm going to go back, uh, you know, from the first time that Tom came in my office and as our relationship grew, uh, Again, being with him daily, uh, you know, I, I think that day when he walked in a boot, Tom, you had you had you sprained your ankle, broke your foot? What I don't remember. Uh, well, when your liver isn't functioning properly, there's like a, a domino effect of all these other things that that happen. And so I developed uh, osteoporosis, and so I would very easily get uh, uh, fractures in my in my feet, um, in the bones in my feet, cracked ribs. Um, so there was always things that were going wrong, but at the root of it was the fact that I had this liver inside of me that was not functioning properly. And so a bunch of other stuff came along with it. I, well, I had, I had to temper myself because Tom would tell you that I love to pick at people, but he always thought I was going to hit him too hard to crack a rib. And, uh, but you, you know, I'll, I'll go back. I, I will tell you, he, uh, if he didn't feel well, he, he, you know, obviously he stayed at home, but when he came, when he was around us, he if he wasn't feeling well he he was just put on an amazing front with it but from the time that we walked with him but uh you know but again uh i, I just know after he had to had the transplant uh watching him again like he talked about wanting to live the fullest life and honor the family and and uh his donor and watching him just you know he's always been truly one of the best at what he what he's ever done i mean and and uh, he's a hard worker but you, but you definitely can tell the difference in his energy level today than it was, which you would expect. 
But uh, in terms of his personality and his grit and his toughness, uh, I mean, I mean, he just was. Again, I can't. I, one of the most courageous people I've ever been around in my life. I'll tell you that uh, because not only did he have to go through what he went through to wait to get to Oregon, but then afterwards, the, the fight to get back and where he is today is truly a just like you kept saying, a, a grace, the grace of God, and we all love him to death, and and. Uh, I'm just thankful that God brought our lives together. Well, guys, it's hard to believe, but this year will be the fifth year we've done the the uh, Be the Gift Showdown basketball game to kind of put a focus on you know, the need for transplantation. And um, both of you, um, why this game, and really, why did we start it, and why is it just you know an important thing for it to you know, to keep doing, and 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 really just put a focus on this huge need for, for people that are dying at, you know, for a, a second chance to live. Well, obviously, well, for me, um, I mean, I, I think about the choice that someone made, you know, to, to be a, to register as a donor that, 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 that family had made, um, completely changed everything about my life and, and changed the trajectory of my future. And so, um, I almost feel an obligation to do what I can to convince as many people to register as possible, because with each person that registers, that just opens up so many more possibilities for, for more people to experience life change and uh, have, have lives saved. Um, and obviously, you know, I, I stepped away from the basketball program just this past year and, and no longer work uh, with UT, but um, you know, coach has, has, agreed to continue to have the donate life night. And it's a wonderful forum when there are 20,000 people in Thompson bowling arena, uh, you know, to watch a, a highly ranked Tennessee basketball uh, team uh, spread that message and just uh, use every opportunity throughout that game to, you know, on the video board, like you see there, just uh, PA announcements, try to express to people the, uh, the power that comes with uh, registering as an organ donor and, and the impact you can make on people's lives. Coach, how about for you? Well, again, I'm honored to be quite honest with you. And again, I had never really dealt with anything uh, like this until going through it with Tom. And and I, I think I speak on behalf of all of us that went through it with him. You know, he made us certainly aware of it. And when he came to us about you know the honoring it, uh, doing, you know, making it a, a, a night at the game, and there's no way we would not do that because of what Tom meant to all of us. And now going through it every night and being able to meet so many other people that, you know, that have dealt with it. Um, there's nothing we wouldn't do to continue to carry on the cause, certainly in honor of Tom, but also knowing that we've watched firsthand how a transplant changed Tom's life. And I just pray that people will continue to donate. And, you know, even though we lost a life, you know, I see Tom, here today and uh, we didn't lose two lives because of some courageous person that was willing to say, I'm, I'm going to give up an organ at, at, at my death that uh, someone else might live. And I'm not sure there's a greater gift than that, that you can give someone. Coach, as you said, hey, Billy, you can I add one thing to that? Sure. Of course. Yeah. I remember that first donate life night we had. Um, I very much, I did not want it to be about Tom. You know, I wanted it to be uh, a much broader thing. And uh, you had arranged for many, many uh, organ recipients and also uh, donor families to be present at that game. And uh, 
I took some time before the game to walk through that section and talk to some of those folks. And uh, that was just an incredible, incredible experience for me because I talked to people who uh, who had the same liver doctor as me. There was other people that Dr. Rafer did, you know, they were, he's my guardian angel and he was their guardian angel. And we got to talk yeah. about that and it was just a wonderful connection. But then also to be able to be exposed to some of those families and hear the stories of their loved ones and, and uh, you know, the feeling that they have knowing that the impact that they've made um, and that it's not always a sad ending for those families and being able to thank them. You know, I can't thank my donor family. I've never met them, uh, but I can thank every other donor family that I get a chance to encounter. And so that was one of the really, really cool aspects of that game was the fact that there were so many recipients present, donor families present. Um, and for those folks, I think it was a celebration in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's a family you knew you never had till you meet them, right? And you just have a bond. That's, it's unspoken. You just know. It's incredible. It's a, and something you'll never forget. Billy, why don't you and uh, Coach Barnes talk about the activities coming up for the game in February? Well, you, you know, it's – and Coach will tell you, it's a unique thing. Um, it started – what can we possibly do? Um, I know Coach, we've, the coaches have wore, you know, Donate Life, you know, uh, pullover. The players wear shooting shirts. We have, you know, donor families and recipients at the game like Tom that are recognized. Um, uh, this year um, we're going to have a special presentation. Um we had a record number of year of lives we saved this year at, at Tennessee Donor Services, as well as UT Medical Center had their record for transplants done too. So um, it'll be a very special year. And I know Coach will tell you it's, it's really, and you know, there's nothing like it that, that happens. Uh, um, it was just kind of this thing that came out of you know from the ground, and it's it's built up and it's became. We've we've tweaked it a little bit every year, right, Coach? Yeah, again, I'm just thankful that that we're a part of it. I really am, I, you know, and as you say, it grows every year, and we've got to continue to do what we can uh, to help you all to get the message out. And uh, I do think, and I appreciate our fan base and the support that comes with it. And, and it's something, again, out of respect, not only for Tom, because, again, he was right. He never wanted it to be about him, but obviously that's where it started with our basketball program. And, it's something that I'd like to see grow and continue to grow and uh, something that will always be a, a part of the, the, the fiber fabric of this program. Well, coach, we, we can't thank you enough. And Tom, you know, um, helping us have this night and Tom, just the friendship you and I've uh, have made over the years and the support system. And, and the, uh, this past year was not an easy year for me and um, your prayers and, um, uh, just sometimes just an ear to talk to and um, and you have somebody that's been through the same things you have. But uh, coach, thank you so much for being with us, both of you. Um, be sure to sign up at uh, be the gift today.com. You can win two tickets, uh, parking pass for the game on February 17th against Vanderbilt, as well as a meet and greet with uh, coach Barnes after the game and a uh, coach's polo. So uh, we're excited. We, we look forward to it. Um, I know the team's having a great year um, and uh, can't wait to see you guys that night. Thank you. Good to see everybody. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, you may be watching and have never registered to be an organ and tissue donor. And it's so simple. As Billy said, you can go to bethegifttoday.com and register your decision. Sign up to save lives and be sure to talk with your family about your decision. Remember, we all have the power to donate lives.